brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Mojo Freedom Dojo. Mojo Five O. Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. The matters we investigated were of paramount importance. It was critical for us to obtain full and accurate information from every person we questioned. When a subject of an investigation obstructs that investigation or lies to investigators, it strikes at the core of the government's effort to find the truth and hold wrongdoers accountable. Let me say a word about the report. The report has two parts, addressing the two main issues we were asked to investigate. The first volume of the report details numerous efforts emanating from Russia to influence the election. This volume includes a discussion of the Trump campaign's response to this activity, as well as our conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to charge a broader conspiracy. And in the second volume, the report describes the results and analysis of our obstruction of justice investigation involving the president. The order appointing me special counsel authorized us to investigate actions that could obstruct the investigation. We conducted that investigation and we kept the office of the acting attorney general apprised of the progress of our work. And as set forth in the report after that investigation, if we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said. OK, fine. Then um, why didn't you? I'll tell you why you didn't. Either way is because like you, like James Comey, you are indeed what? A pussy. And you did not have the intestinal fortitude to stand up either way and said the president did this or the president did not do this as it relates to obstruction of justice. You don't want to be the um, grim reaper to Trump supporters, and you don't want to be the grim reaper to people who like Donald Trump. You're a coward. That's what you are. You're a pussy. You screwed up. You did what James Comey did. You took the easy way out. Apart from that, I think you're a great guy. All right. Uh, this is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio now on iHeart Station. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com. The drama continues. The Trump obstruction of justice drama 
uh, uh, goes on and on and on and will never end. And Bob Mother is the one that you can blame for keeping it open, uh, keeping this trial for the American people to continue right into the 2020 presidential election. Uh, it's never going to end. And that will be our topic, at least for the, the beginning of the show. And where else we go from there, I don't know. It really depends on my mood. All right. My email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. I'm Jeremy Leahy. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Let's get going. Welcome to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy, a man whose intellect has never been challenged by any sane person. He's an outstanding intellect. His uh, remarks, I've watched his performance, I've watched his statements. Honestly, they've been totally brilliant. Hang on to your seats, your dog, your steering wheel, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, and yes, probably some Xanax. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. His popularity now unparalleled. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. It's time to drain the swamp. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Thoughtful, respectful, and understanding. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. And may God have mercy on your soul. Jeremy Leahy is on. Controversial, unprecedented, and unexpected. Intriguing, trustworthy, and brutally honest. You can't trust them. You can't trust them. Email Jeremy now at standing. Ground 1776 at gmail.com. Politics, 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 politics. It jeopardizes my ability to effectively govern this student body. Informative, controversial, direct, and yes, often funny. <laughs> order, 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 order. Now, from Boston, Massachusetts, Jeremy Leahy, without that annoying fake Hollywood Kennedy accent. I was elected to clean up this town, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to get my hands dirty. Now, a man who admits he meddled, interfered, influenced the 2016 presidential election, and loved every minute of it. Supposedly, he's got a lawyer for $25,000 in a brown paper bag. You have to get on here. You have to get on. We have so much time and so little to do. Strike that. Reverse it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's a guy who's been kicked around, enjoyed a few highs and a few lows, but now is on top of the world. Because only if you've been in the deepest valley can you ever know how magnificent it is to be on the highest mountain. A man with an agenda. The right one. Here's Jeremy Leahy. There wasn't much change. Uh, it was, to me, the same as the report. Well, I think it was the same as the report. There wasn't much change. Uh, it was, to me, the same as the report. And 
There's no obstruction. You see what we're saying? There's no obstruction. There's no collusion. There's no nothing. It's nothing but a witch hunt. This is a witch hunt by the media and the Democrats, their partners. And it keeps going. Uh, I thought it was finished when the report was released, but it goes on. And to me, it was the same, frankly, as the report. And he said, basically, it was the same as the report. Think about the kind of country that you live in now, where an investigator goes out to investigate something and they come back and they say on the questions being asked in this particular situation, did the presidential campaign collude with the Russian government? Um, Answer, no. Did the president in any way engage in any crime, uh, for example, obstruction of justice? Well, I'm not going to say he did, but I'm not going to say he didn't either. What what kind of investigator is that? My understanding is growing up and studying some law, a, a civics law, that kind of thing, is that an investiga- investigator goes out with questions that are asked and comes back with an answer to those questions, not ambiguity. We have found no evidence here that the president obstructed justice. We have found evidence here that the president has obstructed justice. And I'm handing it over to the attorney general and the attorney general will do what he or she sees fit. The Mr. Mueller is correct. And you've heard this being bannered about throughout the week. And that is true. You cannot indict a sitting president. The only course of legally getting a president in trouble, I guess you'd say legally, is through the vehicle of impeachment, which is a very long, laborious process. And what Bob Mueller did is he chickened out and he punted it over to Bill Barr and he's chickening out and bumping it over to, as you'll hear in a moment, some dumb say, which is dem say, doms, whatever they are, same thing, is that it's an indication that it is a referral to Congress to begin impeachment proceedings. All right. Well, what's the difference here? The difference here is, say, for instance, if you go back to 1998 and you think about Ken Starr, Ken Starr arrived up and testified in front of the House Judiciary Committee and said, I have here in my report evidence to suggest that the president of the United States was engaging in obstruction of justice, witness tampering and subordination of perjury. You do what you want with it. So what is Rob Bob Mueller going to hand over? Or what is how, where, where are we going to go find whether the president obstructed justice or he didn't obstruct justice if Bob Mueller could not make that determination in his report? So what Bob Mueller has done is the coward son of a bitch that he is, is that he's decided just to keep it going and by not taking ownership of the investigation and punting it over to somebody else. In this case, um, our dear political leaders uh, in Congress to decide whether or not they're going to try and remove this president. Okay, as expected on the campaign trail, the two uh, two Democrats, well, few, but two stood out this week and weighed in on what uh, Mr. Mueller had to say. So first of all, let's go with uh, Kama Kama Camelia, Camelia Harris. Okay, go ahead. What we learned is that the special counsel did not return an indictment because of that memo. In other words, but for that memo, 
I believe the, a fair inference from what we heard from Bob Mueller is that there would have been indictments returned against this president. And the other thing we learned today is that the current Attorney General of the United States misled the American people when he spoke about his conversation with Bob Mueller and suggested that Bob Mueller said no. It had nothing to do with but for that memo. There wasn't enough there. I think it's a fair inference from what we heard in that press conference that Bob Mueller was essentially referring impeachment to the United States Congress. Yes, Camilla Harris. I, I, I always knew that she would be the, the first one to weigh in on it. Um, the second to uh, weigh in on it is, of course, you guessed it, Mayor Pete, who had a, a few choice words. Okay, let's go ahead with him. Yeah, the message really is over to you, Congress. Look, uh, a lot of people were waiting to see if Mueller would charge the president. What he reminded everyone was he's part of a DOJ that says you can't, which means his option wasn't charge or don't charge. It was clear or don't clear the president. And he made a decision to not clear the president based on the evidence he gathered. Uh, he made clear that, that the procedures in the DOJ won't be enough to establish accountability, but procedures do exist for a sitting president to be held accountable. Uh, and if uh, the Justice Department can't charge a sitting president with an actual crime, then it goes over to Congress to decide whether to charge the president with a high crime. This is as close to an impe- impeachment referral as you could get under the circumstances. I would have to say that I, I agree with these individuals. It was a clear indication to me that uh, Bob Mueller was sending a message that, you know, there's nothing I can do here because we can't indict him, so begin impeachment proceedings. He also stated in his press conference that his report, that his testimony, uh, the report was his testimony, and that basically he's done saying what he has to say. It's, uh, It's very much, it's very much like James Comey with the Hillary thing, he kind of did the same thing. They, they're they both cowards. They chicken out. They don't want to be the sole Solomon. They don't want to be the one that drops the big bomb. Either way. James Comey said, oh, uh, we found this, we found that, we found this, found that. No reasonable prosecutor would pursue such a case. However, I'm going to send this over to the Justice Department and make Loretta, Loretta Lynch will make that decision. I'm just of the opinion that there is an error, which actually he went a little further than Mueller did. What Mueller did was even kind of worse and say, uh, 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 maybe he did, uh, maybe he didn't. I just don't know. I am the investigator, but I'm too much of a dumbass to come back with a conclusion and tell you either way whether I found evidence, evidence of obstruction of justice or evidence of no obstruction of justice. So I'll just keep the whole thing going. All right. I made I made a prediction a while back and I stick to it. If they begin impeachment proceedings on this president, you are going to see mass riots. If he gets up, we'll all get up. It'll be anarchy. Exactly. Right on. You, you're, you're the silent majority is going to get up and they're going to go absolutely berserk. The, the, the Clinton impeachment was a little bit of a different beast because there was clear evidence. 
where here it appears from day well, it appears it is from day one they've just been looking to get this guy either way and like i've often said and i'm not getting sick of saying it and that is what do they want to impeach him for they want to impeach him for winning the election but i'll tell you what if the gavel hits the oak and they begin impeachment proceedings i suggest you get a gun because i know i will and i know where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to tar river arms america's first virtual and best well-known virtual gun store, making it easier and more comfortable than ever to purchase your firearm online, modernizing online firearm sales to accommodate the online generation. And uh, those who prefer the brick and motor experiences through 3D interactive experiences to view and inspect the gun you're purchasing. You guys go to go check them out. All right. TarRiverArms.com. Great guns, great prices, and great service. Veteran-owned and veteran-run. That's right. Veteran-owned, veteran-run. Go check them out today. Tar riverarms.com tarriverarms.com america's most popular and first virtual gun store great guns great prices great service veteran known and veteran run go check them out tarriverarms.com all right obviously this is a very fluid situation uh nancy pelosi and nancy pelosi is moving with great circumspect because you have to understand there is the political aspect of an impeachment and how it can help them and how it can hurt them uh, it can go either way. It can be a really bad idea. Um, also, too, they need to realize whether or not they have a consensus or not to move forward with articles of impeachment. And we don't even know what those articles of impeachment are. Uh, they, there's, there's so many different ways that you could sort of uh, play with this a little bit. And that is, OK, well, what they do is they impeach him in the House Why the Democrats have the House. Then they go through the, the election uh, the, the President Trump wins re-election, uh, yet the Democrats capture the Senate, and then they have the votes to remove him. So it's a game of chess. It's a game that they play. Or they just decide to totally wash the whole thing and, like I've often said, see if they can beat him at the ballot box. I doubt they're going to want to do that. There's been a few that have come forward and said, yeah, I don't want to go down that road. I just like to have the election and beat him that way. Whereas people like um, Kama 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 Camila Karras and um, their uh, uh, Pete Buttespuge, that they feel that, okay, well, now's a good time in the middle of a general election or as we approach a general election to go in and impeach a sitting president. Okay, well, have at it. Go for it. It'll be entertaining and it'll be great ratings. So uh, impeachment is one thing. Removal is another. Um, Note, I did try to get Alan Dershowitz today. I had heard back from his rep, and he sent a pink out to him. He may call in. I don't know. I know he's all over the place, but I also know that he's bashing uh, Mueller under the bus as it relates to this whole thing. Uh, but shortly after the press conference, Alan Dershowitz joined Fox News, uh, and here he is. This is him on the uh, Laura Ingram program. All right, go ahead. Uh, Mueller should have come to a conclusion. I think if he had come to a conclusion, it would have been there was no obstruction of justice, but he was probably pressured by his staff members not to come to that conclusion. Agreed. Meaning there's there's people within the FBI, not the FBI, but people within the um, within on his team that were like, hey, we don't want to let this guy totally off the hook. It's Donald Trump. He's an asshole. We got to keep it going. I mean, look, there, there's some, there's so many, there's so much audio that I could play on this program, just from this past week or even before Mueller's press conference, and the meltdowns on the left when the initial report came out and said that there was no collusion between the Russian government 
and the Trump campaign and Barr's announcement that they didn't see any evidence of obstruction of justice. Reporters, journalists, Jeffrey Tubin, CNN, PMSNBC, Rachel Maddow et al., all of them having complete and total meltdowns because they want their president to commit a crime. They want their president to engage in treason. They want their president to be obstructing justice. They would, like I've often said, I go way out on a limb here. If Donald Trump was accused of raping and killing a child, Rachel Maddow would be praying to God that that happened. She wouldn't care about the child. All she cared that Donald Trump did it and will just sacrifice, the child will be sacrificing a lamb. We got Donald Trump on raping a child. They don't care what crime it is. That's how the the visceral hatred of this president and how much they can't stand him, they're willing to get him at all costs. And you know what? They just might. They just might. Because I agree with Kama 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 Camelia Harris and Pete Buttespuge that this is definitely a referral to Congress. In essence, not formal, uh, but implying via what's known as sub silentia, is implying that a referral be sent to Congress to begin impeachment proceedings for the only third time in this country's history to which the fact we've never removed a president we've only impeached two andrew johnson and one william jefferson clinton and that third very good chance will be donald j trump by the house of representatives but they better get their asses moving because they got a lot of other things going on the question is will impeachment proceedings distract from the presidential election i hope so (laughs) <laughs> I hope so, because I can tell you right now, when Pete Buttespuge and Kama 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 Camelia Harris is on the campaign trail, they're not going to ask him about their views of the world. They're going to ask him, hey, what do you think about the impeachment hearings today? <laughs> so they have to kind of think that one out very, very carefully as time progresses. Now, th- this is not going to be the... Uh, well, the total topic of my show today, it was the story of, of the past week. But to wrap up and just to say this, it, we cannot bury this thing. And Bob Mueller had an incredible opportunity to go ahead and seal and shut this chapter over this two years as uh, uh, President President Trump refers to as... With ridiculous bullshit. Yes, thank you. So... There is the political element. We're, we're, we're going to move on. Once again, this is very fluid. We'll see what's going to happen over the next, I'd say, the next couple of weeks. What are we now? June. We're heading the, into summer. Um, they've got to put their pulse on the hands of the American electorate and see what they think about all this and what they think impeachment is the right, is the right course of action. But I got to tell you right now, if they do it, mayhem. So... <laughs> There you have it. All right, this is Mojo Five O Radio. Mojo Five O Radio. Um, once again, if you miss my show, um, always feel free. Um, once it airs for the first time on Saturday night at ten p.m., just around midnight, I go on to Spreaker. That's S P R E A K E R. Spreaker. Put in Jeremy Leahy. J-E-R-E-M-Y, last name Leahy, L-E-A-H-Y. And at the top or the bottom, I don't know, depending on your operating system, you will see my most recent show that you can go back and listen to. I've noticed that I've gotten a lot of hits. So that's that's good stuff. So if you miss the show, you can go back and listen to it at your leisure. My email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. That's standingground1776 
at gmail.com. Other things to get to in the news today. Um, Nikki Haley is back in the news. Remember Nikki Haley? Nikki Haley was the former ambassador to the United Nations. Uh, whether she's going to uh, take a stab at it. I, I saw an interesting poll here online of whether or not um, she may seek the Oval Office. All right. So with that, we'll wrap up the hour. Um, once again, my email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. This is Mojo 5 Radio. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Two years ago, the acting attorney general asked me to serve as special counsel, and he created the special counsel's office. Doesn't he seem nervous? The appointment order directed the office to investigate Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. This included investigating any links or coordination between the Russian government and individuals associated with the Trump campaign. Now, I have not spoken publicly during our investigation. I'm speaking out today because our investigation is complete. The Attorney General has made the report on our investigation largely public. We are formally closing the Special Counsel's Office, and as well, I'm resigning from the Department of Justice to return to private life. He is. He's a cartoon. Having an extra supply of food on hand is just smart. Some people call it prepping. I call it smart. You never know what's going to happen in this world. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll find out a lot of good reasons to have that food and some great prices. MyPatriotSupply.com. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for a dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-570-6630. 800-570-6630. That's 800-570-6630. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. 
Call right now, 800-597-9323. You get great service and you do some good in the world with Patriot Mobile. Sign up for a Patriot Mobile account today. Start saving money, get great coverage, and do a little bit of good because they support companies, organizations, and candidates that you like. It's PatriotMobile.com slash doc. PatriotMobile.com slash doc. Welcome back to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy here on Mojo 50 Radio. This is a real, decent, fine boy. Okay, Jeremy Lay here, Mojo Five O Radio. My email standingground seventeen seventy six at gmail.com. Standingground one seven seven six at gmail.com. And once again, don't forget if you missed the program over the weekend, you can always find me on Spreaker. That's S P R E A K E R Spreaker. Just put in Jeremy Leahy, J E R E M Y L E A H Y, and you will get um this past week's program so you can listen to it uh, at your leisure as well as previous programs so you can go back so everything's logged on that podcast site and you can check everything out all right reflecting on the last break a lot of us ask ourselves the question i know i do is how did we get to this point how did we get two years into a presidential administration and an ongoing investigation that came back with no collusion, but yet they find some way to keep it going. Well, it's plain and simple. Donald Trump won the election, Hillary Clinton lost, and the left went berserk. They floated this fake, this bullshit story about uh, Trump colluding with the Russian government. Um to keep it going and actually in all fairness to them to give them some credit uh, they were very skillful at keeping the ball rolling it came to an end but then didn't come to an end and that's where we stand today and like I said uh, at the end of the last break is that it will never end even if he is reelected it'll continue to uh, morph into his second term in the White House so you can be rest assured. It's all political. Um, I, it, I'm going to move on because right now there's really not much more to say. It's more of a wait and see game. Uh, I don't if 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 Bob um, Bob Mueller says the report is his testimony, that's fine. If the report was his testimony, why did he feel the need to come out to the podium and talk to us instead of just saying like a Supreme Court justice, you this is my opinion. Go read it. He felt the need to come out and talk to us. So, I don't know. It's it's the same same model as the um, as the James Comey situation. Okay, the Democrats and maybe all of us need to cool down, right? And summer approaching. Hey, what better thing to purchase than a decent cooler? This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to Cat Coolers, CatCoolers.com. They are the Cadillac 
of all coolers. How many coolers do you buy and they fall apart within one summer or you lose them uh, or they break or they just don't do the trick? Well, let me tell you about cat coolers. They're rugged. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Not seven hours. That's right. Seven days. Made in the USA. Customizable. Four different colors, white, black, yellow, and camouflage. Um, I got to tell you, here's a really, really good part, all right? You go to catcoolers.com and you want to purchase one of these luxury coolers. Do you want a 10% discount? Just put in the promo code Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, for 10% off your purchase. 10% off your cat cooler. Go check them out catcoolers.com. You won't regret it. This is the cooler that you pass down to your children, their children, their children, their children, and so on, and so on, and so on. Cat Coolers, the Cadillac of all coolers. Go see them. Catcoolers.com. And don't forget your promo code, Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, for 10% off. Uh, Okay, former ambassador to the United Nations. I don't know if you remember her or not. Her name, Nikki Haley. Nikki. Oh, hey, Nikki. Yeah. Hey, Nikki. Oh, hey, Nikki. It, tur- it turns out that Nikki Haley may have political aspirations. I think she always has. Um, but there's been a report this morning. I'm going to read this to you uh, off Drudge. All right. One of many senior officials to leave the Trump administration over the past two years. Few have exited on better terms than former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley. Before her departure last December, President Donald Trump uh, labeled Haley with in an Oval Office photo op and declared that his U.N. diplomat has been a very special person to me. Uh, And while many former Trump officials, former White House Chief of Staff John Kelly to former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson and former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis have kept a low profile in the private sector, Haley is charting a different course. She is emerging as a fundraiser and surrogate for 2020 Republican Senate candidates. And next month will begin uh, zigzagging across the country to campaign for a trio of GOP senators. Um, Well... What does all this mean? Um, She's she's on the stump. She hasn't declared anything. I believe that Nikki Haley definitely has political aspirations. For a while there, I thought she might jump in the race, but I think that she's waiting for the opportune moment. She's still very young. Um, She could probably wait it out, see what happens through the 2020 general cycle, decides maybe or she could run for the Senate. She still has time. She could file papers. We'll see what happened. But to make this prediction, you know where you heard it. I do think at some point in time, Nikki Haley will be a presidential candidate. I thought she was a very good ambassador to the United Nations. A lot of people liked her. She had, uh, there was a, a lot of admiration surrounding her. And I think that she would do a good job and she would be a good candidate. I've often thought, how great would it be to put Nikki Haley up against Pocahontas? Because I think Nikki Haley would ream her a new one on a host of different issues, but I saw that and I thought it was worth mentioning. Okay, uh, Pocahontas, the ass from Mass, went on the View this past week, where she, M- Megan McCain, who is my favorite panelist on the View, hit her dead on 
on why she did not appear on the Fox News debate. So let's hear what Pocahontas, the ass from mass, had to say. All right, go ahead. Here's uh, here's Elizabeth Warren. Warren, um, you recently rejected an invitation from Fox News. You have to do a town hall with them. Um, They have a history of having very successful town halls. Bernie Sanders had 2.6 million viewers. Mayor Pete had 1.1, excuse me. Um, I was surprised when you rejected it, just because I know you're someone who will go to spaces where you're not necessarily liked. And I think, with all due respect, it's a little short-sighted not to speak to the Fox audience. I used to work at Fox News. I don't think you think I'm a bad person. At least I hope not. why, why not give this a second look? Because I really do think it's a mistake, and that's just my, my anecdotal. No. Uh, I just, it's such a huge audience, and it's such an interesting part of the country that watches. So here's how I see this. Look, as you say, I'll, I want to go everywhere. And look at it this way. I have three brothers, my three brothers, older brothers that I grew ya up hey, with. Uh, pow chow, pow, ya One hey. is a Democrat. Boom, boom. Hmm. Do the math on that. <laughs> How, Pao Chow? I, I want to reach out to everybody. Um, I've well, been obviously in not. States. <laughs> I was just in Kermit, West Virginia. Obviously not. Where uh, they describe it as the reddest of the red. And we did a town hall where there were folks who quite openly said, I voted for Donald Trump, may vote for him again, but wanted to hear what I had to say and wanted Ooh. selfies by the time we got to the end. That's a good thing. I've been to a lot of different places, not just our early battleground states, but to Utah and to Mississippi and to Alabama and to Tennessee and want to keep doing that. But here's the deal about Fox News mm-hmm. executives, mm-hmm. and that is they're running a hate for profit scam. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not all of them. Not all of them. So no. But but the executives, they're getting so just enough. Just to push, but we let this go. This is good. Let it go. They're out there pushing white nationalists at a time that people are marching in Charlottesville. They uh, give a platform to people who describe immigration as making our country poorer and dirty. CNN covered they Charlottesville. A young man and this NBC covered Charlottesville. His reputation after he's murdered just because so they think it'll be a good attack on Democrats. So. Here's the deal about those town halls. Yeah. They make a lot of money off those town halls. Right now, advertisers are getting really antsy about being with Fox on a regular basis because they don't want their brands associated with them. We do town halls. We bring in a big Democratic audience to watch that night. Okay. I think we've heard enough. Let me just weigh in on this. Elizabeth Warren is is somebody of of many talents. I'd never call her an idiot. Um, But what amazes me for someone who has made so many mistakes through the course of this adventure that she's set herself out on to achieve, and that being the White House, you would think that she would know by now that there are fundamental canons that you need to follow when you're running for president. We all admit that Donald Trump didn't do that, 
but he did follow most of the basics. I'm not talking about his personality, about what comes out of his mouth. Where Pocahontas goes wrong is she's still in the pre-2016 election mode. She, in some regards, is still kind of in a way back to 1997 where there wasn't the mass media that there is today and doesn't understand that you've got to get out there and when you got to get out there, you got to talk to everybody. Even if you don't like them. It's just the way the game is played and that's what made Donald Trump so utterly and completely successful in his quest for the presidency. Um, When you watched Donald Trump run for president, Donald Trump said no to no one. He he would arbitrarily call in to CNN. He'd call in to radio stations. They weren't pre-screened, where his opponent had uh, very antiseptic things planned out, who she would speak to, softballs, interviews, that sort of thing. He would pick up the phone and just call a radio station. He would speak to anyone, even people that he knew for a fact did not like him, including Anderson Cooper, including Don Lemon, including Katie Turr. Little Katie. Little Katie. He knew how to manipulate them. He knew how to get them to cover him. Elizabeth Warren is taking a bad approach when it comes to refusing to go on Fox News. Fox is the devil. It's the Antichrist. How dare you? If you go on Fox, you're a white supremacist. You're all these horrible things. It's Elizabeth Warren may be an ass, but she's not stupid. I don't believe she is. She's not. She's a fraud, but she's not stupid. And you would think that the people around here, unless she has some type of toxic hubris, is going to say to her, "Um, Senator, yeah, you know what? Maybe you should go on Rush Limbaugh. Maybe you should go on Howard Stern. They got a lot of listeners. It's one of the big mistakes I always felt that Hillary Clinton did not go on Howard Stern. It would have been a good idea. He would have brought reality out in her. So. When it comes to the left and it comes to the media, yeah, Fox is conservative. Fox has a lot of viewers. But in totality, the liberals have everything else. What what Elizabeth Warren is saying she did not want to go on Fox News is because people who watch Fox News, people who like Fox News, she doesn't like, and she wants to be their president. Now, Pierre, uh, Mayor Pete Buttonspuge, he definitely showed up, and I admire him for doing it. She chickened out. She was a coward. She took the conservative slant of Fox News and didn't think, hmm, well, that's irrelevant because people that watch Fox News, I'm looking to be their president. 
I'm looking to be the leader of the free world. I'm the person that I want them to view as a role model. Yet, you know what? I'm just going to ignore them because the network that they're watching is conservative. You can say anything you want about Fox News, but ignoring Fox News is a really bad idea politically, and she should have shown up. On the other point, all the other networks carried Charlottesville. Elizabeth Warren goes into this spin game where she says that Fox News is responsible for what happened at Charlottesville. She'd blame, she would blame Fox News for the Spanish Inquisition if she could. She would blame uh, Fox News um, uh, for any anything bad that's ever gone on in the world or in the country on Fox News and the fact that they have cameras at the event where everybody else does as well. I thought Cindy McCain was great in saying, in essence, what she was bringing home was quite simply, look, you may not fo- like Fox News, but people watch them. The reason, the reason Donald Trump was so successful is Donald Trump would go on MSNBC. He would go on CNN. He would talk to newspapers and go on networks that he knew for a fact despised him. And he was able to captivate them and draw them in. If Elizabeth Warren is going to pick and choose, which I hope she does, pick and choose who she speaks to and who she doesn't speak to, she's making the same mistake that the senator from New York made when she ran is cherry pick what media outlets you're going to deal with instead of realizing, well, I know they don't like me, but you know what? It's probably a good idea to at least talk to them. Open my arms a little bit and say, hey, you know, I'm here at Fox News. I'd like to answer your questions. I'm not going on Fox because they're conservative and they support white supremacy and all this other bullshit that she throws out there. Anyway, you know what's... It's interesting. Well, actually, it's not. Well, maybe it is. Of how many women I know, and like Hillary Clinton, how many women I know in my life that just cannot stand Elizabeth Warren it, for a lot of things. One of them, her railing against the 1% when she is the 1%, and that whole duck up with her being an American Indian, which I'll always play the lightning and thunder and along with the rain and the Indian chants. I'm going to keep doing it. I know I get complaints. I don't care. I, I like having fun with Chief Thundercloud, uh, Pocahontas, the ass from Mass. So, you know, on the I watched The View because my work schedule allows me to sometimes. But that's I thought Cindy McCain did a great job at bringing that home. And I think that Elizabeth Warren did a good job at spinning, but she did not answer the question. So once again, Pocahontas, the ass from mass, strikes again. My Aunt B has walked by that picture at least a thousand times, remarked that he that her father, my papa, had high cheekbones. <laughs> like all of the Indians do, because that's how she saw it. And she said, and your mother got those same great cheekbones, and I didn't. She thought this was the bad deal she had gotten in life. She she has laid off the American Indian thing. She apologized for taking the test. She's apologized for everything. But quite frankly, I think it's a little bit too late. Um, Anyway, I just... (laughs) Elizabeth Warren, hey, look, you know, you go on The View... Yeah, Elizabeth, go on the View. Why don't you go on Fox? You know, 
Try them out. You, 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 you never know. But, uh, you know, go on CNN, go on PMSNBC with uh, their man, uh, with uh, man boy there, Peter Pan, Rachel Maddow. Everything will be just safe and just fine for you. But anyway, um, you know what we could do, though? We could piss like people like Elizabeth Warren off and switch our cell phone service. Did you know that your cell phone company may be in the pockets or probably is in the pockets of people like Elizabeth Warren? Okay, so let's make her eat some pow chow and switch your phone service and go to Patriot Mobile. Okay, Uh, let's admit it. You just heard it there. Uh, The left has lost it. Silencing conservatives across America. Shadow bans on Twitter, Facebook, block tags on YouTube, restricted searches on Google. It goes on and on and on. Well, it's time for conservative America to wake up. You have a choice. You can fight back. Okay, with veteran led. Patriot Mobile, America's conservative cell phone company. Every phone call protects your constitutional right. Every bill fights for your freedom. Get the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have and know that your hard-earned money is supporting conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Alliance for Defending Freedom. Okay? So go check them out. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or simply go to PatriotMobile.com. PatriotMobile.com. And put in the promo code... Uh, Mojo Five O. That's M O J O Five O to waive your activation fee. Once again, go check them out at PatriotMobile.com, PatriotMobile.com, or simply dial one eight hundred A Patriot one eight hundred A Patriot and switch your cell phone service today and be part of the great conservative movement. All right, you know what I think you're going to actually begin to see a little bit in this next general election cycle is candidates on the left trying to be a little or a lot like Donald Trump. There, it's, it's often been said that Mrs. Clinton behind closed doors was a far different person. Well, we all know that because she said she had her public persona and then she had her private persona. And it was a lot of advisors around her saying, why can't you be like this more in public instead of this used car salesperson? who's just going out and smiling and waving and saying stronger together in peace and prosperity instead of getting a little bit more like Donald Trump. Do you do you honestly think, because I played the ridiculous bullshit cut by Donald Trump, do you think if Hillary Clinton got up in front of a crowd when she was campaigning and said, I am so sick of Donald Trump's bullshit, the crowd would go crazy? The magic of Donald Trump is that Donald Trump is real. What you see is what you get. You may not always like what comes out of his mouth. I certainly don't, though I do sometimes get a kick out of it. But I think they won't admit it is that the Dems are going to take a lesson from Donald Trump in this next election cycle. That maybe he's not too off base by speaking his mind. And let's go to break with a little treat that I prepared for you, a little montage of good old-fashioned Donald Trump insults, which we haven't done in a while, and uh, it's always kind of fun to lighten things up. Okay, I'm Jeremy Leahy. Once again, talk to you on the other side of the break after the news. All right? My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. This is Mojo 5 Radio. Town Hall News is up next. 
Be right back. I challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, <laughs> if you don't mind, Mr. President, that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. And <laughs> why, why did you why did you characterize it as such? Uh, and because I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this all. election no, to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. Your you campaign... Wait, your campaign... Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so that's on. True. It poor, it, but they it, weren't actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These were these were people. This was an actual. You know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles you know away. That, that's I not an invasion. Should, honestly, uh, I think you should let me run the country. You run CNN. <laughs> right. And if you did it well, your ratings well, let me would be ask, much better. If I, if I okay, may ask enough. one other question. Mr. President, if I may, if I may ask Peter, one other question, are you worried? That's enough. That's no, enough. Mr. President, I, well, that's I was going to ask one of the, the other folks. That's had, enough. Pardon me. I see trees of green. Red roses, too. I see them blue for me and you And I think to myself What a wonderful world Who is Uma married to? One of the great sleazebags of our time. <laughs> Anthony Weiner, did you know that? She's married to Anthony Weiner. You know, the little bing, bing, bing. Bum, bum. I love you very much. <laughs> so, now think of it. She's married to Anthony Weiner, who's a perv. No, he is. He is. Eyes are blue and clouds are white. The bright Blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Excuse me, sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Go ahead. No, you don't. You haven't been called. Go back to Univision. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. Someone like that to be negotiating with Iran. I think really there's a sophomore quality that is entertaining about Mr. Trump. But I am worried. I'm very concerned about him having him in charge of the nuclear weapons because I think his response, his, his visceral response to attack people on their appearance, short, tall, fat, ugly. My goodness, that happened in junior high. Are we not way above that? And would we not all be worried to have someone like that in charge of the nuclear arsenal? Take, take the, Mr. Trump. 
I never attacked him on his look. And believe me, there's plenty of subject matter right there. <laughs> I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. Do step across the aisle and, and maybe uh, try to convince Senator Warren from Massachusetts to come and, and be the ambassador to Tonga or someplace like that? <laughs> No, she wouldn't be my first choice. You know, she's been a very, very poor senator. She's passed but very, is pretty very far away. little legislation. <laughs> she has been... No, you know, the funny thing about Elizabeth Warren, she's been a lousy senator. She's done a terrible yeah, job. Yeah, but she hasn't been in there uh, that long. You know, of this presence yeah. where she... No, she's done a terrible do you regret, job. Do you uh, regret calling not, her Pocahontas? Do you regret that? I do. I do regret calling her Pocahontas because I think it's a tremendous insult to Pocahontas. <laughs> so to Pocahontas, I would like to All apologize right. to you. All right. So I don't see a lot of reaching across the aisle, but who knows? I watch them grow. They're like much more than I never knew. And I think to myself... What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. But I watch you a lot. You ask a lot of stupid questions. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Ron DeRockstra. A vigil this evening in Virginia Beach, the first of many, a day after a city employee opened fire inside a municipal center and killed 12 people, injuring four others before police confronted the 40-year-old man and fatally wounded him during a shootout. Joseph Scott worked with the gunman, said he had seen him just after lunch Friday. I asked him if he had any plans for the weekend, how he was doing. He said, ask me how I was doing, turn around and left for the day. I was fortunate enough that I left to go home. Police Chief James Cervera says the entire police force will be helping families of the victims. We will have members of the Virginia Beach Police Honor Guard and Fire Department Honor Guard teams assigned to the families. We want to make sure that they have liaisons to just about everything that they need at this point. President Trump has ordered flags flown at half-staff in honor of those who lost their lives. Mexico won't respond to President Trump's threat of coercive tariffs with desperation, but instead they'll push for dialogue. President Andreas Manuel Lopez Obrador is dispatching foreign, his foreign affairs secretary to Washington to inform Mr. Trump of all that Mexico has been doing to slow down illegal migration. White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway said that's good because the president needs all the help he can get at the border. The president has been consistent about this for four years since he announced his candidacy, and he wants Mexico to do more. Mr. Trump has set a June 10th deadline for Mexico to do more to slow immigration through its territory, or else all of its exports stand to be hit with 5% duties and a threat and possible increasing of the tariffs incrementally up to 25% 
if remediation is not seen. Russia's emergencies ministry said 38 people were injured in an explosion in a plant manufacturing TNT. That plant uh, is about uh, 250 miles east of Moscow. News and analysis at townhall.com. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO, private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-452-1075. 800-452-1075. That's 800-452-1075. The most powerful gathering of freedom fundamentalists since Philadelphia in 1776. Mojo 5-0. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy on Mojo 5-0 Radio. As annoyed as you might be about his zinging descent, he's so utterly charming. <laughs> This is a horrific day for the Commonwealth of Virginia. Our hearts ache over the senseless violence that has been inflicted upon the Virginia Beach community today. My deepest condolences and prayers go to the families of those who left home this morning and will not return tonight. They were all someone's child and many were someone's parent. They were heading into the summer weekend. That they should be taken in this manner is the worst kind of tragedy. Their families are facing painful loss and grief. They each leave a hole in a family, in their neighborhood, in this community, and in our commonwealth. 
Well, as I was recording, I was going across the wires and I saw this horrible tragedy uh, coming over the news from Virginia Beach that a disgruntled, well, a whack job decided to take his forty-five caliber and go in and start um, carpet shooting, uh, indiscriminate, just start shooting at anybody possible. When these things happen, I don't tend to divulge into them other than to say it's horribly tragic. And it always renews the whole gun debate. For a long time, for there, there for a while, it was the assault weapons issue. Well, this was a forty-five caliber handgun, which also can do a lot of damage. A gun is a gun. There are, there are many other guns that will do far more damage in a shorter period of time. But you can do, as we can see here, 12, 13 people gone. Uh, a forty-five caliber can do a lot of damage. But immediately, as tragic and horrible as this is, the anger and the frustration will be turned towards the, you guessed it, the National Rifle Association, the ones who protect people's rights to bear arms. Um, I don't know. They're still profiling this individual. Obviously, he was tapped in the head. Something snapped, and there may have been warning signs, and someone didn't see it. But just because he's nuts and has a forty-five caliber, that doesn't mean that everybody who has a forty-five caliber is nuts. So it's worth mentioning when these things happen. There's just not much more I can say, other than the guy was ducked in the head. Obviously, to do something as horrific as this. But it's still very fluid. The investigation is ongoing and we'll follow it as it progresses. Not trying to discount it. I had to mention it. But there will be others because as long as man exists, there's always whack jobs. Whether they have a gun, whether they have a knife, whether they have a bomb. And most likely, as it unfolds, you'll hear things like he was acting oddly he was withdrawn. He was saying strange things. Or you may hear the contrary, that there were no signs. The human condition is an interesting thing. Somebody can appear to be totally fine and the next day completely snap their cap. No sign whatsoever. So anyway, um, from here, our thoughts, our hearts, our minds go out to the victims and the victims' families in this horrible shooting in Virginia Beach. Um, there are no words to explain what those people and those survivors of those victims are going through at this um, at this time. Okay, um, okay, switching gears to something which we have forfeited in this day and age, and that is something called privacy. A lawyer for Facebook argued in court Wednesday that the social media sites users have no expectation of privacy. You see, there are certain places that one expects to have privacy in one's home, apartment, or any other domicile with the drape shut that you hope to God that you're not being watched or you're not being surveilled without your knowledge. Um, it involves the Constitution's Fourth Amendment, 
the right of the people to be secure in their persons, articles, and effects shall not be violated. Privacy is taking a whole new turn. For instance, you have no expectation of privacy in the workplace other than maybe, you know, your wallet or when you go into the bathroom or women, your purses, that kind of thing. But when you're at work, you don't, generally speaking, don't have constitute. You do have constitutional rights to a certain degree, but they're very narrowly tailored. With social media and the advent of social media, we have indeed given up a lot. When you're on Facebook, you're when you're on any site whatsoever, most likely somebody that you don't know is monitoring it. It knows full well what you're up to. It's it's scary, but at the same time, I've learned to accept this is the world that we live in. And if you decide to go on social media, Facebook, Tinder, Snapchat, whatever, don't ever get the feeling that you and then the recipient of your message are the only two individuals who are seeing that message. We we don't do it, and I'm guilty. We all send a text or we send something out, and we always assume that it's just between uh, the two individuals. What you have to understand that even the individual who's not intercepting the message as a third party, can take it and pass it on to somebody else. The problem is that when we do these things, they become so second nature that we don't, it doesn't give us pause. We don't stop and think, wait a minute now, should I do this? Is this a good idea? Could this get out? When you, when you step out in public, you walk down the street, you go down to the corner store, um, you have absolutely no privacy and you shouldn't have privacy because you are out in public and you can be seen and your actions can be seen. If you're sitting in a cafe and you're writing a personal letter to someone and in the letter there may be evidence of a crime and a police officer walks into the cafe and he glances over and he sees the letter about, I don't know, shooting up an office or setting something on fire or committing a robbery, he sees it or she sees it and takes it as as a tip. And then someone comes back and said, hey, what were you doing reading this person's private letter that was sitting on top of the, the table in the diner? And the answer is simple. The letter was in plain view. It could be seen. If it had been flipped over, that would be uh, an illegal search. So there's like little things that we do and that we don't do. When I'm at work and I'm not using my cell phone, now I have a lock on it, but I, if I have to put it down quickly, I always put it down upside down. We should all have locks in our systems. But here we are as the earth turns in 2019, privacy pretty much has gone out the window. The government or anyone really with a good computer and a good system and maybe read a couple of books on computer hacking, can find out pretty much anything about you. And for Facebook to make a statement like that is pretty bold. I mean, look, you you, you go on Facebook, you, you make your thoughts known, you do your... Some of these postings I see on Facebook 
one second sip of my coffee here. It's early, as you can tell from my, my voice. You have to, when you go and you post a comment for everyone to see, well, you have to assume that. And then you have, well, private message this person. Well, are you really? So every so often, you've heard the term going off the grid. I, there was a there was a young lady that um for a couple summers ago we were we were kind of we went to the drive we were golfing partners a little bit and we went out and she used to say once a month she goes off the grid where she totally shuts down her her cell phone uh her well she leaves her cell phone on she goes off Facebook texting all that and then she sends a message out to friends and family by all means text me or call me in the event of an emergency only. So if the phone rings and yeah, the phone rings, she knows that it's something very important. I've never done it, but I have considered it. We don't, we, we don't as I'm rambling here, but this is kind of coming into my mind. We as a society, we as a people don't, spend enough time with what ourselves we're too ingrained in social media and with look go into a restaurant or look beside you in 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 traffic everybody's always gazing at something a device a cell phone whatever is i think i'm gonna try it i don't think i'll have withdrawal is you take once a month and you say i'm talking that i'm leaving the cell phone on, but I be made known to everyone not to contact me. I'm going to read a book today. I'm going to go to the library. I'm going for a walk at the park. I'm not going on Facebook. I'll do that tomorrow or maybe the day after. It's sad, it's sad sometimes when my own family members say, I'll call them and I say, I missed your call and they'll say, oh, just text me. Or there's a family event and I'm not on some app to be left in the loop. Hey, I'm your brother. I'm your sister. I'm your cousin. Call me. That's how we used to do it. Call me old fashioned. Not saying that I don't text. I text all the time. But in, in it's only going to get worse. The other thing that irks me, and I have people that do this to me and they know who they are, is when you get a text like this. Ready? Can you call me when you have a chance? I need to talk to you. Now, for me, being somebody who suffers from anxiety, it's not good. And then I'll call the person and they'll say, oh, it's nothing. I just wanted to know if uh, Friday night you want to grab dinner. We're, we're heading down to the boom. Why couldn't you just put that in the text? I think a lot of people, when it comes to texting, will send a text like that as with the objective as to frighten you to get you to call them right back. And I'm thinking about coming up with a new policy, have an automated message saying if I can, if the technology exists, you did not tell me what this call was about and therefore I will not return your phone call until you tell me what it's about. Do I, do I believe that we, uh, we're on a, I'm sorry, we're on a moral decline in this country when it comes to this stuff. We're not on an intellectual decline. It's, we're becoming, uh, 
we're becoming, in many ways, we become dumb. We become robots. What did Albert Einstein say? The difference between genius and stupidity is stupidity has no limits. So I thought I'd weigh in on that. I think I have in the past. But what what would what would happen for one day if everybody in your group of friends and everybody in your family said, my cell phone is off only in the event of emergencies? Or try not, leave your phone at home one day. Or when you go into work, stick it in the glove compartment and lock it. Many of you listening to me survived through a period of time in life where there were pay phones. Or you had to wait till you got home to listen to the message on your answering machine. I sometimes yearn for those days where it wasn't every five seconds you get like a Bing, broop, bing. And someone is looking for you. And a lot of times it can just be the most mundane thing. Something to think about. Anyway, I know I'm not alone. I know a lot of you. I mean, for instance, this this son of a bitch who went up and shot the uh, place in Virginia. Odds are he was very isolated. Maybe social media had a, we'll find out more It's as time moves on. Maybe social media had something to do about it. Maybe he saw something that was written about him that he didn't like. I mean, this this kind of stuff goes back to free speech. What's protected, what's not online. Uh, the framers had no idea that Facebook was ever going to exist or phones or texting. And I've often felt that the courts, the federal courts, the appellate courts have had a hard time keeping up with technology and determining what is private and what is not private. I've, my, I myself have come to the feeling, conclusion, that I'm resigned to it and if Facebook or someone wishes to tap in, and sneak around to find out what I've been talking about. Well, look, I mean, look at the forum here. I'm opening myself up. I go on the air. I accept that. But if if Facebook wants to go into my private messages or my text messages and read it, there's really nothing I can do about it. And you know what? I don't lose any sleep over it. And from someone who suffers from anxiety, you think I'd be having apoplexy. I've just given up. Have at it. You're not going to see anything exciting, I can assure you. Well, we all admit that we've texted and said something on social media that we wish we could take back, and you can't get it back, and there's always the chance of it getting out. My attitude is, if it gets out, it gets out. I'll deal with it then. I won't live in a world where I'm going to shut the drapes and be afraid of Facebook and the government and all that. Go for it. Yet, you can be rest assured that many court challenges are ahead all right so i wanted to digress and i wanted to make my appointment uh sorry make my point um clear on that one at this day and age i'll end it by saying there really is no privacy anymore there really isn't and if it is you have to go to great lengths to obtain it all right on a happier note 
the summer now is, well, it's upon us, okay? We have bypassed Memorial Day. We're in June. And what do you need? I'll tell you what you need to when you go to the pool, uh, when you're sitting by your sink, or you go to the pond, or the beach, or to the waterfall, or down to a nice big uh, lawn to have a picnic. And that is what? A cooler. A good one. I want you to go to uh, catcoolers.com. What is a cat cooler? Well, a cat cooler is a cooler is basically like I refer to is the Fort Knox of coolers. It's rugged. Keeps ice warm up to seven days. Seven days, not seven hours. Made in the USA. Customizable. Four different colors. White, black, yellow, and camouflage. I assure you, you will not regret it. Um, here's a great part. When you go in, you're going to be able to see and you can browse all the different types you can get. Um, it's well worth the money. It's something that you can pass down to your children, your grandchildren, their grandchildren, their great-grandchildren, and so on and so on. Uh, but what you want to do is when you go in to check out, you want to put in the promo code JEREMY, J-E-R-E-M-Y, J-E-R-E-M-Y, for 10% off your purchase. Once again, promo code JEREMY, J-E-R-E-M-Y. Cat coolers, they are amazing. This will be the last cooler you will ever have to purchase, okay? So go check them out at catcoolers.com, catcoolers.com, that's cat, C-A-T, coolers, C-O-O-L-E-R-S, catcoolers.com, and don't forget your promo code, Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, for 10% off your purchase. Hey, want to weigh in, and I may do it in the final break. As you know, over the last couple of years, there have been many, many celebrities who have uh, been hauled over the coals over all sorts of accusations in regards to inappropriate contact contact with uh, co-workers, whatnot. Usually, I'm talking about the celebrities. And if you are familiar with the case that happened around here is with um, Kevin Spacey, who was alleged to have groped an 18-year-old young man in a bar in Nantucket and was arraigned in January and pleaded not guilty. The case has taken somewhat of a, I wouldn't say a huge twist, but a twist in the sense that there are text messages from this young man that the defense is trying to get their hands on to show uh, maybe what had been going on or what had not been going on on that evening in 2016 in Nantucket or the vineyard, I forget where this alleged incident where Kevin Spacey groped this young man, uh, it purchased him alcohol, um, appeared to have been quote, you know, trying to get him liquored up to loosen him up to engage in some type of activity. Yet when these stories break, unfortunately, we always assume the accused to be guilty. I'm always willing to give everybody the benefit of the doubt unless I just have a video of them doing it. But even then, the video could show some type of, you know, um, consent. Now, Kevin Spacey is ruined just by the mere allegation. He'll never act again. I mean, he might get a gig uh, at a small town community theater somewhere under very close supervision. But unfortunately, in the system, as we talked about in the top of the hour, 
our legal system is collapsing a, a, around us where there are prosecutors that can't make definitive decisions. And now we have situations where people are accused of committing some type of a sexual uh, act involving harassment or verbal contact with somebody. And they really did not mean any harm. And actually they didn't do anything illegal, but their lives are ruined. Now I'm not defending Kevin Spacey. What I'm doing is I'm just doing what a lot of people don't do. And that is what? Give him the benefit of the doubt. Give him a shot. Um, so I will divulge into that just a little bit. All right. Also, in if I can, if I have time to, uh, a lot of us go through this in our personal lives. And as summer approaches, is something called vacation, which people, a lot of people just don't take anymore because they don't have the time or they go into a job and they feel that, well, geez, you know, it's a new job. Should I really be asking for time off and, or this day off or this holiday off? And well, I've come to the conclusion that you get to a certain point in life when you don't ask for it, you tell them you're taking it off. And if they don't like it, they can just fire you. And I will share with you an experience I had uh, not too long ago, a couple years ago in a job I had where they demanded that I work the 4th of July. And I said, no, I don't work the 4th of July. I don't work the day before Christmas, the day of Christmas, and I don't work the day after Christmas. And I take one week in the summer and I go to my summer home in Maine, if I can. Uh, and if you don't like it and you don't think I deserve this vacation, well, I guess when I come back, I don't have a job. Um, to me, those those kind of holidays you work, those are for the younger folk. Uh, we, we, Us people in my generation, we've paid our dues and we don't work those holidays anymore. I don't look at it as you not being a team player. I'm looking at you being someone who's getting a little older. You're not ancient, but you need that rest and you need that time off and you need that time away from the office or whatever your work parlance is. And when you don't get it, especially at that age, uh, to me, it's a quasi injustice and it's unfair. That's why I have to sit down with my boss and say, I'm off here, I'm off there, and that's it. So maybe we'll dip into that a little bit. All right. I'm Jeremy Leahy. This is Standing Ground. My email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. We'll talk to you on the other side of the break.
know what makes you feel really good about yourself? Doing something good for somebody else. And if you'd like to do that today, go to JDRF.org. Join them in the fight against type 1 diabetes. JDRF.org. It's something good you can do for the world. JDRF.org. It is so funny listening to these people because they talk to the American people like they're stupid. And maybe, you know what, maybe the ignorance is that bad in America that they just take what these people say as gold. But here's the truth. Now, if you want to work with people and you want to make great deals with people and you want to benefit the American people, you don't have to pick winners and losers just because, you know what, we've had a history. You try to make things better. You are listening to Unleashed Jeremy Hansen on Mojo Five-O. Remember, Monday through Friday, 5 to 7, Mojo Five-O. Rates based on a man age 42 with no tobacco use of any form for 20 years. Policy number 25. Policy underwritten by various life insurance companies. Premium includes a $50 policy fee. Rates and underwriting criteria subject to change at any time. Not available in some states. You've heard those term life insurance ads with their rates read very low. And at the end, they have a long disclaimer read extremely fast. Why? Because most people like us will never qualify for those rates. It's just a way to get you to call. Listen, at the term lifeline, we'll never quote you a low rate hoping you'll call. Then try to sell you something else. But we do promise to get you the best rates of available on policies of $500,000 or more with professional service. Don't waste your valuable time. Get the real rates you want on term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more from the Term Lifeline. Call now. 866-521-TERM. 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 That's 866-521-8376. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy on Mojo 5 Radio. Kevin Spacey's lawyer just filed this 45-page motion asking to get a full and unaltered forensic copy of the teenager's cell phone. Now, specifically, they want to see the text messages between the accuser and his girlfriend and a group text with at least six other friends the night of the alleged incident in 2016. The lawyers claim the accuser sent screen grabs of messages to investigators in the case, but they say a later analysis of his phone showed those messages had been altered and text messages messages were deleted. Defense lawyers also point out investigators had the accuser's cell phone for more than a year before they ever brought charges. Now, the motion also includes a disclosure from one of the assistant district attorneys in the case, acknowledging he generally discussed the case with his sister, who was a close friend of the accuser's mother, former TV anchor Heather Unruh. No response yet from the accuser's attorney. The next hearing in the case is Monday. Well, this is kind of interesting, isn't it? I want to say odd. I suppose you you would know by now the accusations surrounding the um, actor Kevin Spacey, who will never act again after being accused of groping a young man in 2016 at a bar on Nantucket. 
Oh, he groped me in the bar. Totally inappropriate. Mm. Sorry. Not trying to make uh, light of sexual assault, but we are talking about Nantucket. Loving. Did you hear what Kevin Spacey did last night? Appalling. Now, there'll be no discussion of this today at the Regatta. Sorry. Well, it's, it's, it's taken an interesting turn of events as it relates to the alleged victim. Nowadays, in criminal investigations, uh, part of their, their forensics is cell phone technology, pings off certain towers, locations, and also verbiage, things that people say in the text messages when they're handed over to either the prosecution or the defense to try to establish some form of a logic chain as to what happened. Well, unfortunately, the way it is, Kevin Spacey has already been tried in the court of public opinion, and he is guilty as sin. Uh, He is a predator, and no one is willing to give him at least the benefit of the doubt, or he is innocent till proven guilty. I am one of those people who is willing to give that to him, and... Uh, give him a fair shake and give him a fair trial. Though I tend to lean towards that he probably did this without consent and was shit-faced and didn't know what he was doing and woke up the next morning and went, holy shit, what the hell did I do? I just put my hand on an 18-year-old young man's groin. However, uh, looking at Lady Justice and the scales, you have to look at the other side. Well, it appears now that there are some text messages from the alleged victim um, that may have been altered in some way. There were group texts and there were maybe some things in there that might not look too good for the accuser and might be turning the tide for the accused. In this case, that being one Kevin Spacey. You see, all it takes in a trial like this is what? To plant what? In all trials. Reasonable doubt. And here's how I see this thing maybe playing out or what the defense is going to try or attempt to postulate. And that's this. He went to the bar. He saw Kevin Spacey. He was starstruck. They had been drinking. And there may, once again, I'm not saying this happened. This will be the strategy. And after an evening of libation or an hour or two of libation, uh, the senses fell by the wayside and there was some playfulness going on between these two. And in the course of the playfulness, Kevin Spacey's hand were, went where it was not supposed to go. And the defense will try to Uh, portray it as that the victim somehow either invited that event to happen or asked for the event to happen or it happened in a way that would be consistent with consent. I don't know if I'm going to buy it, probably won't, but what I'm going to buy, what you're going to buy, and what they're going to try are three very, very different things. Because when an when an attorney retains a client or a client retains an attorney, in this case, 
the prosecution, sorry, the defense attorney. The job of that defense attorney is to get his client off. <clears throat> Poor choice of words. In this case, anyway. So, for, for instance, if you if you go back to OJ and everybody vilified Johnny Cochran and uh, Kardashian and Alan Dershowitz, they were doing their jobs. Their job was to get their client off. Now, this is far different. This is not a murder trial. This is a case of sexual assault, alleged sexual assault, which is terrible, but it's not as bad as murder. So part of being a good lawyer or being a prosecutor or a defense attorney is using everything that you have at your disposal to convince a jury that something happened or something didn't happen. That's the process. So we'll see how this thing plays out. I did notice at his arraignment, Kevin Spacey was smiling, and a lot of people criticized him for that, that he should have been bowing his head in shame. Well, why would he do that? Because that would appear that he's guilty of something. If he's relaxed and he's smiling in court, then he can give off the impression, I've got nothing to worry about. It was consensual. We were just having a little fun, and it was just um, misconstrued, misunderstanding. So anyway, that being said, if if uh, if Kevin Spacey or this young victim, uh, I don't know what kind of phones they were using, if they were texting each other or texting anyone else, if uh, depending on what side of the political aisle you guys reside, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of cell phone companies, the biggies, are in the pockets of the um, of the left. Have you or anyone around you considered switching to Patriot Mobile? As you can see by now, well, probably a long time ago, that the left has gone cuckoo, silencing conservatives across America, shadow bans on Twitter and Facebook, blocked ads on YouTube, restricted searches on Google, and removing conservative apps from the Apple Store. You know what these actions are? I'll tell you what they are. They're a direct attack on our First Amendment rights. It's time. Uh, for conservative America to wake up. You know what? You have a choice. You can fight back. How? With veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company. Every phone call protects your constitutional right. Every bill fights for your freedom. Get the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have and know that your hard-earned money is supporting conservative organizations like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Alliance for Defending Freedom. Go check them out. 1-800-A-PATRIOT, 1-800-A-PATRIOT, or simply visit patriotmobile.com. Now, when you go in and you check out, you want to use the promo code MOJO50, that's M-O-J-O-5-0, to waive your activation fee, okay? It's time to put the kibosh on the lefties and funding the lefties, and let's help the right. Switch to Patriot Mobile today. Patriot Mobile, go to patriotmobile.com. Plans starting as low as $25 a month, $25 a month. And don't forget, when you go to patriotmobile.com and you switch your service, don't forget the checkout code MOJO50, M-O-J-O-5-0, to waive your activation fee. Don't forget, it's simple, 1-800-8-PATRIOT, 1-800-8-PATRIOT, or simply go to patriotmobile.com. Be a real conservative. Switch phones today to Patriot Mobile. Once again, patriotmobile.com. Okay, summer is upon us, and what does that mean? Uh, Vacation 
or as they say in England, we go on holiday. Yes, holiday. It is that time of year, you know. We're looking at summer and taking time off. I don't know where you are, but I'm in the Northeast. And the good weather is, it it just doesn't last. And you have to take advantage of it. Well, I look at this twofold. If you're in a job that, for instance, on the 4th of July is open... Obviously, there needs to be people there to keep the business running. But I'm somebody who feels that you get to a certain point in life where you've paid those dues. And if I'm asked to work the 4th of July, I simply say, no. Now, let me share an interesting experience with you. I was in a job about two and a half, three years ago. And it was working in an environment of recreation where 4th of July would be very, very active. And my boss called me and she said, oh, okay, well, I need you to work 4th of July. And I said, I didn't say, oh, I'd like to have that day off. I simply said, no. And she, she, was, she was a tough cookie. You didn't really want to get on her bad side, but she didn't really scare me. And I said, uh, no, I, I don't work the day before the 4th of July. I don't work the 4th of July. I don't work the day after the 4th of July, although I might be willing to come in later in the day. It's my uh, family time at the Leahy L- uh, uh, Summer Le Mans. Um, I have aging parents that I want to spend time with and nieces and nephews and relatives, sisters, cousins and aunts and very dear friends of people that I grew up with. And I'm not going to sit here at the office all day while you, my boss, have taken the day off to go where? I said to her, you're going to where? Philadelphia. How fitting to be on July 4, 7, sorry, July 4, 2015, whenever it was. So the message is this. I think you've crossed the threshold around age 40, maybe even late 30s, where you have to tell your boss, I don't work these days. Find some 18-year-old to do it. Find some, Or just close. Shut down. And the other is, I don't work. Uh, I work Christmas Eve maybe till midday. I don't work Christmas Day, and I don't work the day after Christmas Day. And I take one week in the summer if I can. This this year will be the first time I take it. I want this about me. I'm, I'm sure you go through this too. This will be the first week I've had a week off vacation in well over 11, 12 years. And no job is going to interfere with it. The second thing I do is this. If anything comes up at work, just keep this in mind. There's no point in calling me. I'm on an island in the North Atlantic. There's nothing I can do. Call somebody else. It doesn't... I want to let you know. It doesn't mean that you're lazy. In life, you, you, you learn... Sorry. You have... To a certain degree, you have earned the right. Yes, you've earned the right to have time to yourself on certain holidays 
and you should not be hauled in to do eyeball shifts and to cover for a 17-year-old that wants to go to their besties barbecue. So I remember this experience I had a few years ago. She said to me on the phone, if you don't show up on the 4th of July, don't count on having a job when you get back. And I said, well, that's fine. And I came back on the 6th and I called her and I said, well, I just want to call you this morning to see if there's any point for me to show up for work. And she screamed in the phone, get here. Meaning she had no desire to fire me. Because deep down inside, I was her favorite. But she didn't want to admit that to anybody. (laughs) So the moral of the story is, I'm not asking you to go try and get yourself fired. You speak for yourself. But don't don't let the young millennials take your 4th of July away from you or your holidays. They have plenty of those ahead in their lives. Um, and let them let them show up for work on the 4th. And if they get out early enough, they can go um, set up a couple of bottle of rockets or, uh, uh, you know, have a few spritzers and uh, wave some sparklers and sing God Bless America. You, you take the time off. Go and enjoy take my advice and that's actually what i have to talk to my boss about today is sit down with the calendar well in advance and the it will not be a debate it is a directive he's my boss but i'm telling him i do not do this anymore and if he says to me well well i'm not saying he's gonna do that i'm saying could but because he's a great guy could say to me well i work and i'm gonna say well that's you and that's something that you need to litigate with the higher-ups and the people above you That's why we call this show, what? Standing ground. When it comes to vacations, which I never get, I will. I mean, for me personally, the 4th of July, I have two favorite holidays. I can't stand Christmas. I admit it. Christmas is just a pain in the ass. Two of my favorite holidays is Easter. That's because I've got that darn seasonal affective disorder. And I love when the the weather starts getting brighter. And the second is is the 4th of July because there's no more sacred day in this country to me than the birth of our nation. Yeah. I have often felt that the 4th of July should not just be... For instance, I think this week, the 4th of July, this week, this this summer, the 4th of July falls on a... um, on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, it falls smack during the week, in the middle of the week. See, holidays in this country, if they fall on a Sunday, Monday's a holiday. I'm somebody that says, no matter what, if the 4th of July falls on a Tuesday, Wednesday should be a holiday. Like Christmas. If Christmas falls on a Wednesday, Thursday should be a holiday, a recuperation day. Um, there have been some suggestions of just shutting down Christmas week completely. Uh, but of course, you know, what is the bottom line? It's money. But the 4th of July is just this one day. And where I go, I see a lot of people just hustling, bustling to get the ferry the next morning after having a wonderful evening of um, libation and fireworks. And they got to get up and go to work. I just don't do that. Like I say, the day before, the day of, and the day after to recuperate. Now, when I go on vacation, here's a, by the way, this is just a, the, the tip hour here of the program. I don't understand people who go on vacation and they go on for a week and they're their next day back at the office or wherever their their place of employment is 
they return and they go back Monday morning. I don't know why you do that. What I do is like this year, I'll leave on a Sunday and I'll come back on a Friday to give myself two days to recuperate so I can relax. Who wants to come back at 11 o'clock at night in rush hour traffic from vacation and have to get up and go to work? I mean, seriously. I figured I figured that one out in my 30s that I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then you get into work and you're in a shitty mood and you're just like, oh, my God, I just came back from these sitting on the beach with a with a with, with a margarita enjoying myself like uh, 16 hours ago. And now I'm back at my desk or behind a cash register or whatever you do uh, for work. Um. So as you get older, these things become far more host to you and you do have to learn to assert yourself. And I wanted to share that with you. And I'm not, look, I'm not asking you guys to go out and get fired. But when you get to a certain age, that's how you want to address it to your boss. I don't do this anymore. I'm done. I've done it. And most likely if the boss has any sense about them and you're a good employee, they'll understand and say, all right, we'll just, we'll, uh, we'll make arrangements. That's how it goes. Okay. And just quickly, before I move on or wrap up, I should say, in a very tactful way, you want to say to your boss, are you taking any time off? Are you going away? Well, why can't I? Now, some jobs, depending on you know your salary or whatever, and then you're, you're guaranteed two weeks vacation a year and you pick and choose. I'm in a situation right now where I don't have that and I have to go in and I have to negotiate. I have to work the schedule out, make sure there's coverage. It's that sort of thing. But I have had jobs in the past where it's just not been an issue. I'm like, yeah, I'm, uh, I take this uh, the first last week in July, first week, and oh, no problem, go right ahead. We got, we got plenty of producers in the building, and they can go ahead, and plus your host is gone. Um, he takes the entire summer off anyway, so <laughs> just don't worry about it. Just throw a few rewinds together. That was when I was in radio full-time. And then you go into a job where you don't have that kind of um, – flexibility if you will and you need to make other arrangements and make phone calls and it can be a royal pain in the ass but like i alluded to earlier once i go on vacation whatever that vacation be for three days or a week work is to leave me alone unless it's an absolute bona fide 100 usda approved complete emergency <laughs> i remember once I was I was up in Maine, or down in Maine, how we say up there, and my phone rang at six o'clock in the morning from an intern at a radio station because she was having a hard time figuring out how to get some uh, get some button to work or something like that. And I didn't like go off on her. I said, "Well, there's an engineer in the building. There's one there twenty four hours a day. Page the engineer and have to come up. I can't triage this by just talking to you on the phone. I guess I could. I was bullshit. <laughs> I told her. I told her if I'm if it's if it's a weekend or something like that, it's not emergency. Don't bother calling me. It's just ridiculous. And of course, later she understood, and I think she was just panicking intern and that can happen but um that just goes back to my when i was a radio producer now with this program i you know here we are it's uh i'm wrapping it up at uh, quarter of seven on a on a saturday morning and i gotta wrap up and i gotta head to work so that for that for that for that part of it in this radio program i act on my own schedule but then i gotta have to eat so i have to go out and work other jobs so anyway 
Okay, here's an odd way to end the program. Uh, this comes to us via the New York Times. Could prostitution uh, uh, be next to be decriminalized? Uh, marijuana has gone mainstream. Casino gambling is everywhere, and sports wagering is spreading. Could prostitution be next? Lawmakers across the country are beginning to reconsider how to handle prostitution as calls for decriminalization are slowly gaining momentum. Uh, decriminalization bills have been introduced in Maine and Massachusetts. A similar bill is expected to be introduced in to the City Council of Washington, D.C. <laughs> the politicians will love that. Uh, in June, and lawmakers in Rhode Island held hearings in April on a proposal to study the impact of decriminalizing prostitution. New York may be next. Some Democratic lawmakers are about to propose a comprehensive decriminalization bill that would eliminate penalties for both uh, women and men engaged in prostitution, as well as the Johns who, um, whom they service. Well, I've stood up on this before. Um, I think that it probably should be decriminalized. However, I'm somebody who feels it should not be decriminalized in the sense that we should have streetwalkers. I believe that uh, the government would uh, set up a system because, you know me, I'm not a big government guy. But I believe like in Board of Health and all that kind of stuff, good government that a brothel can set up, women are tested, they go in, they do health and safety checks, make sure that everybody's okay, and men can uh, uh, come and go or go and come. <laughs> Please. Why do I always do this at the end of the program? <laughs> but um, it's silly. Uh, there are many countries that I should say reach across the pond just because they do. It doesn't mean we should. But there are there are a lot of nations of the earth to, that don't don't criminalize it. I think it's legal in Amsterdam. And it is in some areas of the United States, the the bunny ranch in Nevada. So uh, it's something that's definitely worth looking into. It's like anything else like marijuana and gambling. It needs to be studied. There needs to be briefs filed, and there needs to be a very slow um, and very uh, careful um, inculcation as to how prostitution can be legalized to make it not okay, but make it legal, uh, making it legal in the privacy of someone's home or someone goes to someone else's home and it, there is a business exchange. And God knows what it would do for the IRS because if if a young lady sets up a business and she has to set it up and um, file paperwork and everything like that for um, all the smoothies she gives out and other activities, she's going to have to what? Pay taxes on income. So the IRS could – some people the IRS may be against prostitution, but once the money starts rolling in from prostitution, most likely – they will not be complaining. Okay. Um, interesting show today. I know we kind of jumped around a bit, which we always like to do back and forth. Uh, my email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. This is Mojo 5 Radio, Mojo 5 Radio, now an iHeart station. Once again, just to let you know, uh, my show airs on Saturdays and Sunday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern and um, 7 to 9 Pacific time. If you miss it, always feel free to go to Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, Spreaker, and put in Jeremy, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Leahy, L-E-A-H-Y. Check out the date, and then you can go ahead and just listen to the program uh, at your leisure. Okay, it is June. 
Um, I will be keeping a close eye on things as you do as well, because now we're going full uh, full head into the summer uh, campaign season where you will see many of these candidates out on the road uh, touting their stuff. As far as impeachment is concerned, I don't know. We'll throw caution to the wind and see what happens. My over and under right now feeling is, is that most likely they're going to do everything they can to begin impeachment proceedings, and I am looking forward to those proceedings. I can guarantee you 100%. I only speak for myself here at Mojo, but if they begin impeachment proceedings, uh, I will be grinning from ear to ear because I will love every single moment of it because it will be unbelievable content for this program. Not that I have any trouble finding content, but sometimes content jumps right out at you. And it's so easy and it's so fun because you. I turn on my microphone and a lot of times I ask the question, what am I going to talk about this weekend? And then I pick up the paper or I look on well online and I go, oh boy, uh, someone just handed me a big box with a giant bow on it. So, you know, television is like that too. If you watch TV in the morning and you'll see like a report that you'll see three times in one hour about how a little puppy dog, which is nice, was rescued from a lake. It's a nice story, but you realize there's no news because if they've been talking about the dog being rescued by the lake for the last two hours, um, there's nothing really else going on. So there you have it. All right. Uh, special thanks. Special thanks to Mojo 50 Radio for carrying this program here on iHeart. I want to thank iHeart personally. Also, I want to thank my imaging director, Scott McKay, in Chicago. And last but not least, I want to thank you, my listeners, for tuning in. Uh, those of you who have stuck with me uh, since the very beginning. Once again, my email is standingground1776 at gmail.com. Standingground1776 at gmail.com. Um, keep in touch. Stay well informed um, and provided any, any. Oh, I may start recording Sunday shows. So we may have fresh shows on Sundays. I actually may even do that tomorrow. I haven't decided yet. Um, we'll see. All right. So with that, I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Mojo 50 Radio. Talk to you again soon. is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.